Happy New Month and welcome to the Glorious Liberty devotional for the month of March. This year, we started off the year in our prayer and fasting series by releasing a devotional. And I said that we're going to carry out that devotional throughout the year 2024. It's the Glorious Liberty devotional. And what we have been focusing on is... Uh, enjoying the benefits of the new covenant that is in Christ Jesus, um, looking at the glory of God through the lens of the gospel, and particularly 2 Corinthians chapter 3, uh, verse 18. I will just read that again so that we are able to uh, really, really uh, strengthen our understanding. I don't want us to lose uh, the focus uh, that we have as the year goes on. It's human nature to do that, but we thank God for the help of the Holy Spirit. So please turn with me again to 2 Corinthians chapter 3 from verses 17 to 18. 2 Corinthians 3, 17 to 18. It says, Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we all, with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. We have been focusing on this whole thing of, you know, beholding the glory of the Lord, one, and then being transformed into the same image. And if you look at the past two episodes that we released, one of the things we focused on is, you know, how we can uh, begin to behold the glory of the Lord. The word says, as we behold, we are changed into the same image. And I talked to you uh, then about the power of meditation, the importance of meditating on, on the word of God. And I, I just want to build on that, especially as we've come into this month of March, because I believe that one of the things that God wants to do is that he wants to affect our pictures. He wants to affect our imagination. Let's look at a very important scripture. Uh, uh, it's, it's Genesis chapter 11. And certainly I want to encourage you to read uh, the entire scripture there, Genesis 11, 1 to 9. That'll be great context. But I want to draw some very important principles um, and wisdom from the word of God there. The Bible says, and the Lord said, behold, the people one or is one and they have one language and this they begin to do and now nothing will be restrained from them which they have imagined to do let us go down and confound their language that they may not understand one another's speech so the lord scattered them abroad uh, from thence upon the face of the earth and they left uh, and and off and they left off to build the city. Uh, you know, in very simple terms, this story was about um, the rebellious sons of men on the earth, uh, you know, coming together to build a project that would reach the heavens. And the, uh, the, the interpretation of that is very important because in those days, um, they connected, um, you know, things to do with height, and spirituality together. So it wasn't just a, a project of civilization. It was a project that had 
great spiritual significance, um, especially they believe that, you know, God's abode on mountains and hills, all right? And they believed in that. So it was it was a project that was rooted in idolatry. But uh, a concern is more of what the Lord said when the Bible shows us that God was having a conversation uh, in heaven and he said something so powerful because God is the one speaking in Genesis 11 um, from verses 6 to 8. And God said the people, these are the important things to know, the people were united and they had one language and then God said there is nothing right they have imagined to do that will be restrained from them. Now this is powerful, right? There, there are many things to learn there. We can talk about the power of unity, the power of togetherness, the power of synergy. All those things are important, and um, certainly that will be something to to consider. But here the Bible says that there is nothing that they have imagined to do that will be restrained from them. That's amazing. God recognized this and um, the Lord, you know, had to go down and confuse their language. There was a level of agreement, all right, in their thinking, all right. There was a level of agreement in their thinking, the thinking of the rebellious sons of men, see. And God said, there is nothing, this part gets me, that they have imagined to do that will be restrained from them. In other words, right, with unity, and tapping into the power of their imagination. God said they couldn't be stopped. See, they couldn't be stopped. And, and, and there's something about, you know, combining the right factors, divine principle, the word of God with my imagination. See, the, the, the place of our imagination is, is like a, for lack of better expression, it's like a creation lab spiritually. Now, as you've seen in this scripture, imagination was not the only ingredient but it was the fact that their imagination had unlimited potential. Once they could reason to that level and combine it with harmony and agreement, they could get it done. And God had to go down and say, no, we need to stop this right now. And that's what, you know, I, I really want to emphasize, you know, in this, in this month of March. Could it be that if I can come into agreement with the Spirit of God, that if my spirit can come into agreement with the word of God and my imagination can be submitted to the word of God, there is nothing that um, God has designed for me and that I have imagined to do in accordance with his design that, I, that will be restrained from me. I think that this is, you know, I think that this is very important. God wants to affect affect our pictures he wants to affect you know what i believe i believe that harmony is not just a product of you know uh, uh people different people um gathering together and forming you know some type of unity i believe that harmony is also a product of my spirit and my mind in agreement with the spirit of god so if my spirit and if my mind can come in agreement with the Holy Ghost and the Word of God, there is nothing that I've imagined to do. And I think, again, this is what Jesus is teaching us again in John 16. If my words abide in you, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will 
and it will be done unto you. And that process, that word abiding process is really a function of meditating and in meditation God begins to affect my pictures I begin to come in agreement with God he wants to do something with my imagination my imagination cannot be opposite to his word and I expect to produce no and in fact this is what happens a lot in the place of prayer don't forget we all with open face beholding as in a mirror god wants to take us see in his word to the place where we begin to get the pictures of his word our our mind shifts to begin to contemplate what his word looks like i, I have to tell you this listen prayer without a shift in my imagination will be fruitless prayer without a shift in, in my imagination will be will be fruitless how do I know when I'm praying effectively? It is when my pictures, my imagination, my images, the things that I preempt, the things that I pro project, th those things, it's when they are, they are word-based. Uh, word it's when they are, they are word-oriented, all right? It's when I start seeing the Word of God in my thinking, in my imagination, you know, everything that we do. For example, you know, this morning, uh, recording this morning of <laughs> in the morning of course you know let's say for example uh, let's say I, I'm, I'm, let's say you know I was hungry all right now what would happen is when I'm hungry like that I would start to have a feel for what I want to eat okay so if I want uh, uh, full English breakfast see that full English English breakfast I won't just think about it I would have a picture in my mind and you see that picture in my mind is what causes me to then go take the relevant steps. See, the Word of God must become our pictures. You know, let's come back to 2 Corinthians 3.18. Again, he says, We all with open face, beholding as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image from glory to glory. See, he wants us to behold, to see something, all right? And what does he want us to see? He wants us to see the image of Christ in the Word. When we behold, when we meditate and we see the image of Christ in the word, we become what we see. We become what we see. All right, I want to give you another scripture because this month I want to encourage you to meditate. You so study the word, you so meditate that the word becomes the pictures that you see in life. You move out of a place where anxiety determines your pictures or influences your pictures to the word of God determining what you engage your mind with. All right, let's look at uh, just one more scripture. Numbers 21 from verses 5 to 9. Numbers 21 from verses 5 to 9. I love this. The Bible says, and the, and the people spoke against God and Moses. Why have you brought us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? For there is no food and no water. Um, we loathe this worthless food. Then the Lord sent fiery serpents among the people and they bit the people so that uh, many of the people of Israel died. And the people came to Moses and said, We have sinned, for we have spoken against the Lord and against you. Pray to the Lord that he take away the serpents from us. So Moses prayed for the people and the Lord said to Moses, Make a fiery serpent and set it on a pole. And everyone who is beaten, when he sees it, 
shall live. And everyone who is bitten, when he sees it, shall live. All right. So Moses made a bronze serpent and set it on a pole. And if a serpent beat anyone, he would look at the bronze serpent and leave. Remarkable. Remarkable. The story tells itself. The people of Israel complained against God. Again, God's judgment was released. They were beaten by snakes. They, they cried out to God and God wanted to change their situation. And what did God do? God told Moses, right, to design a bronze serpent. All right. And the Bible says, a uh, 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 bronze serpent. And the Bible says that um, Moses lifted that up. And whenever the people looked at the bronze serpent that Moses designed, they were healed. Now, that's not a picture of idolatry. Actually, that revelation, I think, as I said before, carries on in John chapter 3. It's a picture of the Christ. Jesus said, just as Moses lifted up the snake in the wilderness and the people were healed, all right, the Son of Man will be lifted up. So that's a picture of Christ and salvation. All right, but here's the point. Look at what God did here. They had a bad experience, right? They had a traumatic experience and they wanted a change. And what did God do? God essentially told Moses, show them something else. Show them something different. Let them look at something different. Let them not continue to look at their situation. Let them not continue to look at their circumstance. Let them not continue to look at their past, right? Let them look all right, at the, at the brazen serpent. And the Bible says that anyone, right, and everyone who is bitten when he sees it shall leave. So that means, wow, the pictures that I have, right, it affects how I am living. I am a product of the pictures that I have. And that's why the word of God, God wants his word to entirely dominate our minds. I tell you one secret to this year, one secret to this season in God, not even just a year, is to dominate our minds with the word of God until we begin to see the word in our pictures, until that happens. Okay, God was saying to them here that if he could change their pictures, he could change their experience. So I wanna encourage you this month, this month of March, right? Okay, God wants to affect your pictures. Remember what we studied in Genesis 11? God said, there is nothing that they have imagined that will be restrained from them. If I can find agreement with the word of God, if I can find agreement with the spirit of God, if my spirit and my mind can agree with the word of God, right? Wow, there is nothing that God has imagined to do and that I've imagined to do in partnership with them that will be restrained. So I want you to get, meditate and go back over all the previous messages, all right? Get meditating on the word of God. Make time to meditate. Don't be too busy that you cannot meditate. Let me tell you this, all the other things you're chasing, you see those things, uh, they will come under under your dominion in Christ when you start meditating on the word of God. One of the tricks of the enemy is to cause us to not have any time to meditate. Hey, listen, I'm not just saying reading the Bible. No, 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 no. See, you have to take it to meditation level where you start thinking the word. You start thinking the word. You play messages over and over and over and over and over again. 
All right. You listen to the word over and over and over and over again. You've got scriptures on your phone that you're looking at every now and then, even at work, if you can. All right. You take moments. Look at the word. You take moments. Is there an area of your life where you want a change in experience? Right. Is there is not even just reactively. Are there places you want to go in God? You can meditate your way into it. See, God is not just going to come and do something for you. No, what's what's going to do is that he's going to change us in the place of meditation. The place of meditation is the place of transformation. It's the place of encounter. The next time I'll talk about, you know, meditation, not letting the gospel depart from your mouth. God bless you. Uh, Have a tremendous march. Have a great march and make your way prosperous by meditating on the Word of God. God bless you.